morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to the Lioness Lounge, where I am your host, Takresha Blunt, and I am also the owner of Blissful Brew Teas, your online gourmet tea company specializing in dessert-flavored teas, as well as the owner of Takresha S. Blunt Coaching and Consultant, LLC, which is a firm that helps women either through business or life as well as relationships. So let's jump right in here. This week, we're going to be talking about release, 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 release. So last night, I did a call with my clients for my Flight 152, um, which is uh, 152 days of coaching with me to get you to where you want to be in life. And last night, my topic was release. And I'm not sure if any of you caught um, Ayana Van Zandt's um, interview or session with Lisa Ray McCoy, her mother, and Lisa Ray's daughter. And there's a lot of frustration, anger, past hurt built up in People love to say generational curse. To me, your family never curses you. They program you because that's all they knew. They program us because they they taught us what they knew. Now, there are some toxic people in our families that bring negativity in our life. But honestly, I would never say that my family cursed me. A curse is something that somebody does for harm. And a lot of times our parents and their parents, they only knew what to do for for survival. And instead of saying generational curse and jumping on this bandwagon of everybody saying, oh, well, I got the generational curse. No, you have the generational programming that you need to reprogram or disconnect yourself or release and reprogram yourself the way that you know is right now. So we on my mother, she knows what her mother taught her and her grandmother. Her mother knows what her mother taught her. But you got to realize my mother is 81. So my mother learned during the time that slavery was around that was ended. Her mother was in slavery, even though my grandparents were not a part of slavery, but they knew what they had to do to survive. They were in the mindset of do what you have to to survive. My mom told me one time that there was, um, they, they treat every now and then was to go to Crystal's and get the little Crystal Burgers. And if you're in the North, you know, White Castle, but in the South, we have Crystal's, small little square things. And now you get like one Crystal is like a dollar and some change. And I mean, it's, it's a tiny little burger, but back then my mom was like, they were less than five cents a piece. So they would get like 50 cent or a dollar and they would go buy big sacks full to feed the family of eight and and that's just the kids and then my grandmother my grandfather never ate red meat until he was almost 80. um he lived to be 100 almost and shy of 100 and he never ate beef but the kids enjoyed it so he's out working hard and he's enjoying it seeing his kids smile and that's what a lot of us as parents do We do things to sacrifice to make sure our kids smile. We do things to make sure that our surroundings smile. And as women, we're born with a natural gland in us that makes us nurturing. Even the worst parent on on earth, 
she has a nurturing soul, but she has anger built up in her to block that nurturing soul. As a woman, we are born to birth something, to care for something. A man is born to scavenge, to hunt, and to provide. No matter how much you want to say that you're an alpha female or that you have this trait that you can go and get your own, you independent. You were born to nurture. You were born to nurture. So then when you are a woman and you're, all of this stuff is put on you, again, I use myself as an example. I'm an only child by my mother, just like Lisa Ray is an only child by her mother. My father has other kids, but I'm his baby. So my father, I was the nurturing soul to them. I'm the only one that graduated high school out of six of us. I'm the only one that technically made something of myself out of six of us. I'm the only one that do not do drugs, never did drugs, accidentally got in the midst of them doing drugs and caught a contact. I'm the only one that don't have any criminal records. And that's out of my dad's six, including him. So I grew up totally different, sheltered by my mother. My father had, my father had money, my mother had money. My mother had more than my father. But my mother worked hard every day. And I watched her not really compete, but because I was a daddy's girl, I wanted to be under my dad more than my mother. <clears throat> I love my mom dearly, but until I recently within the last maybe five six years did i realize that my father was playing me against my mother growing up to stem jealousy to stem tension to stem stem negativity and a lot of us are in that we're battling this in our life we're battling this in our soul we have been put in positions that we're carrying around with us Lisa Ray mother is up in age and she's hurt. A lot of people are saying, oh, she the problem. No, she's not the problem. When is everybody going to look at it and say she needs help of how to let go of everything that was pushed on her? She came from nothing. She came from picking cotton and giving all her money of picking cotton in Mississippi to her mother, raising her siblings. She's the seventh out of 13. And a lot of you, be it that you're an only child or multiple siblings, the oldest or the younger, some of y'all are carrying weight that was put on you that you don't deserve. And you got to let that weight go. You got to figure out how to dig deep and say, it's time for me to let this weight go. I no longer want to carry this baggage around on me. You can't step into your success holding on to negativity. You can't step into your success covering up the hurt that you're carrying. We all have it. No one can say that they were so perfect that they don't have anything that was pushed off on them. And if they're telling you that, they're lying. They could tell you they overcame. But that's why we have so many people that jump into this entrepreneurship world. And when they jump in here, they got bad attitudes, which stems to bad customer service, which stems to people not wanting to buy from them, which stems to them losing tons of money or ruining their name even more. 
we got people that jump into the entrepreneurship world to fill an empty void. And there's nothing wrong with going after your dreams. But in order to be successful and be genuine at what you're doing, you got to let go of whatever it is because those doubts are going to continue to ride you. That pain is going to continue to hurt you. That disconnect is going to be there until you let it go. You're going to always say, well, I'm going to start my business, but, and then you revert back to all of the things that you've been programmed to talk yourself out of things. You're going to go back to, well, I can't move because I got to be here for my kids, or I can't do this because I got to be here for my kids, or I can't do this because of this job. Oh, I've been at this job for 15 years. People be at jobs, retire, and go to another job. My mother fully retired from IHG, and then she went on and she retired from Florida Hospital. See, you don't have to stay somewhere until you die. You get the skills that you need and progress yourself up. Elevate yourself to another level. But you don't want to do that because you're holding on to things that have been passed on to you that have made you uncomfortable. You're holding on to relationships. You're holding on to marriages. One lady told me in a group last week, she said, you don't understand when you marry and it's not that easy to walk away. And one of the things that stuck stuck out to me when she said that was because sometimes she gave me a list of things and she said houses and finance and bank accounts and all of this. And then she said, because we promised our parents we would make it work. I'm sorry, but who the hell is your happiness? Is it your happiness because you're trying to make them happy and appease them and you live in misery? Or are you going to get your own happiness? Your parents should not want you to sit there and be sad. But you know why they want you to sit there and be sad? Because you won't be honest. You won't tell the truth that you're tired of laying next to this man and you know he's cheating on you. You won't tell the truth that you saw him with somebody else. You're trying to live in this image and hide what you really was going through. You're sitting in an image, faking it, thinking that one day it'll change. This lady, Lisa Ray Mother, say she stayed with this man knowing he had other women from the start. He dangled his money over her because you came from nothing and I gave you something. We have a child together and if you probably he probably had in his mind, if you leave me, my daughter's going to want to be with me. See, a lot of you don't even go about separating from somebody the legit way. You'll say, I'm separated, but there's no separation papers. So you're not protected. You're not protected, so you're worried about your funds, your finances. Separation papers mean if he go to draw money out the bank, you got to be there with him. But you're not doing that. You just saying, I'm separated because in the back of your mind, you saying, oh, is he going to come back? He going to come back. One thing I could say about black women, you guys don't realize that if it's meant, it'll come back. Whether it's the next month, the next year, 
or 10 years later. A lot of white people end up getting remarried and they're happy because that break was needed, but they, they cut ties completely. You guys are holding on for the sake of being miserable. You're holding on for the sake of being miserable. I will say that again. You are holding on for the sake of being miserable. I was holding on for the sake of being miserable. I wasn't getting any blessings and wasn't nothing coming. I'm shelling out and ain't nothing coming in. I'm buying products. I ain't really getting no sales. I'm doing this. I'm dibbling. I'm dabbling. But then when I finally said, you know what, God, I ask you to remove whatever it was blocking me out my life. And when this man blew up on me because he took his the woman he was cheating on me with, one of them, to breakfast with a kiki when we talking on the phone, and I find out that it was a bet involved with me and him even being together. And he blew up and put it on me and said that I was a sociopath and needed to be on somebody's sofa. I needed to work on me. See, they'll program you to think that you need to work on you, but you don't need to work on you. You've already worked on you. You're fine. Once you know that you've worked on you, I worked on me. I didn't date. I didn't deal with people. I dealt with people occasionally in the last, what, me and my, my daughter and father that tried to kill me ended in 2003. I didn't start seriously dating somebody until Ben and I got together in 2018, the end of 17, beginning of 18. When we got together, that's when I first decided that I would, okay, finally start dating. So you're talking about from 2003 to 2018. Oh, I worked on myself. I just didn't work on myself to be dumbfounded by somebody. So I'm too busy trying to continue to fix me because he always told me you need to heal. You need to heal. There was nothing wrong with me. I'm just not stupid. And I know what I want and I don't want. I don't want a cheating man in my life. I don't want a man that's going to be fake. I don't want a lazy man in my life. So I can't work on me no more. The only work that I could do is to let go and let you go find somebody that you can manipulate and tell whatever. Because Takresha is not her. And a lot of you need to do the same thing, not be her. Whether it's family, friends, or what have you, let it go. Release this release it. So the assignment that I gave my clients last night was I want them to write a letter to whoever or whatever hurt them that has them doubting their self. And after you write this letter, you're going to write everything you feel, all the things you want to say, even if that person is now deceased. You write this letter and then you seal this letter in an envelope and go outside in an open area, preferably on concrete, and set it afire. Burn it. Release it back out. But at the end of the letter, before you seal it, you write down your happiness. I am happy now. You no longer hold your negative energy over me. I release all that you programmed me to think I wasn't, because I am. And seal that letter and go outside and burn it. Burn the letter. 
And then take some time and breathe. Do it before tomorrow. Do it today. Let go of whatever it is that's bothering you. I had to write my father a letter years ago while he was incarcerated and tell him, you hurt me dearly because you played me against my siblings. You guys played a game that made me want to feel like I had to beg you all to be a part of the family. I'm grown now, and I'm not like that. I'm not the same little fat girl that I was that you guys could treat any kind of way. You're going to respect me if you want respect back. That's my father, and I am still a father's girl. But at the same time, he can't play those mind games with me no more. He can't. Nobody can. I fell in love with a man that didn't know how to love himself. And in the midst of that, it hurt me. And a lot of times we don't realize how hurt we are. I still have the ring. I threw it away last night, but I got it out. Because you know why? I'm going to take it to the pawn shop. And that money will go in Bella's and Piggy's and Boogie's um, piggy bank. I no longer want that on me. So I'm going to write a letter to him too. And I'm going to burn it tonight. I'm going to go live when I do this. And I want you all to do the same thing. Write a letter and release that up off of you. Get over the hurt that you're holding. Get over it. There's nothing you can do to make anybody respect you other than to let them go. Release it. Release it. Write your letter today and let people know that you no longer will be a part of their games. You no longer will allow them to destroy your happiness and cause you doubt and that you no longer will be who you used to be because you're stepping into your destiny. You don't know how much relief you get from writing this letter. This letter is going to make you cry. It's intended to. Those tears are tears of years of pain of what you've held on to. The only healing that you need right now is the healing of rele releasing yourself from that what is not meant to be in your life. The healing that you need is for you to realize how valuable you are as a person. And the healing that you need is to understand in order to be f successful, you're going to have to release Every time you take a step forward and you're holding on to all this childhood trauma, adulthood trauma, the adulthood trauma is, I think, sometimes worse than what you went through as a child. And I say that because as a child, you know, sometimes we don't remember everything that we, we experienced as a kid. But in adulthood, we start remembering all the stuff that we went through and all the stuff that people said to us and how we felt because this manager treated us this way and how we felt because we didn't get this promotion. See, sometimes one of those release got to be that dead-end job you're standing at. 
How you gonna get out of it? You gonna release everything that's connected to you and wait for the best to come. And you're not just sitting and waiting. You're gonna wait to a point where it comes to you and you still preparing. So when you start releasing it, you don't say, I'm gonna quit this job. No, my next best job gonna knock on my door and then I'm gonna walk away from this job. When I left the county, people said, why are you leaving here? People don't leave a government job. These one of the best jobs to have. No, it's not. You are miserable at the county, especially where I was at the county. I was so miserable that it was a shame. You know why I was miserable? I'm sorry, y'all. I'm reading the map. I was miserable because... I was forcing myself to stay somewhere that I was not happy. I was truly forcing myself to stay somewhere that I was not happy. Here I am busting my tail to be at this job that I was not happy with. And when I say I wasn't happy, I wasn't happy at all. I had no sign of happiness in me. I was cranky. I, I was snappy. I was in an abusive relationship. Oh, it was hell. I worked at this job. I started the county, and I was only making, um, I want to say $6.50, working at the fire department. And they got me all the way up to $8.25. And when they got me to $8.25, the, build, the county official who knew me, Mr. Ajit Lassian, he said she's maxed out on broadband money, which basically means I was maxed out on getting a raise. Hmm. How you max out at 625 and I just brought a house. So even with that, all I could do was just look crazy. Okay, hold on, guys. I got to go in. Um, I'm, a, I'm taking y'all through my, my work thing, so hold on. Okay, guys, I am so sorry, but I, I, I was at the county, and I'm busting my tail. 
and it's only three of us in there in the clerical area but they never came to work and they making good money and here i am doing all the work making six dollars so i'm like okay i gotta get out of this place so i started looking and i applied to go to the building department went to the building department got a big raise and things just started getting so much better for me so much better and then while sitting in the building department a lot of jealousy stemmed and a lot of bickering between the ladies and i i didn't want that in my like i, I didn't want to be around that so what i did was i was sitting on the at my desk one day and the, the um contractor came up and he said to chris you just look so unhappy i said i hate it here he said don't say hate just say you uncomfortable here i said well, I'm uncomfortable here because all they do is fight with each other and talk about each other and tell on each other and try to get each other in trouble. He said, well, I'm going to take you to lunch. Let's go to lunch tomorrow. What time is your lunch time? So I told him and he met me and we went to lunch and he brought this um, guy with him that was a foreigner. I forget what Mr. Cantor is. I want to say he's from the Middle East. He is from the Middle East, but I'm not quite sure. And they took me to lunch, and he was like, this is the owner, Joe Cantor. Mr. Cantor was so sweet. He said, um, we want to offer you a job. <clears throat> and this is a, mil a multi-million dollar home builder, well known. And I was like, huh? He said, we want to offer you a job to come and do our coordination of the plans and the blueprints and all of that. So I said, oh, wow. So I said, mm, I don't know. I work at the county, blah, blah, blah. He said, you look unhappy. Don't stay somewhere that you're not happy. So he came back a couple of days later, and he slid me an envelope. I was getting ready to go on a cruise, and he slid me an envelope. He said, don't open this envelope until you get off from work. This is your offer, what we're offering you. And I said, okay. So... Lo and behold, I take this envelope and I, I threw it in my purse and I didn't open it until I got to work, um, got off from work. Well, I got off and I forgot about it and it was the weekend. And when I forgot about it, I just threw it to the side and I didn't think about anything else. Y'all, I think I went the wrong way. I didn't think about anything else. I just threw it to the side. So when I threw it to the side, I basically just said, okay, whatever, you know, it is what it is. And over the weekend, I go in my purse and I'm looking for something and I see this letter. So when I see this letter, I said, huh, what is this? Cause see, I had forgot about it. So I take this letter and I, I'm sitting in my bed and I start reading it. And it's an offer letter from them, basically offering me $65,000 a year to come and work for their company. Now, I could have easily said, mm -mm, I ain't going to leave the county. I'm going to stay here and just put up with what I'm dealing with and just figure it out. But I didn't. I sat there for a little while. I looked at this letter, 
And I said, huh, I'm going to do it. So I typed up, I looked online because I had never quit a job like that. And I said, I got to give out a two-week notice. So I looked online, and I'm out there on my computer, and I type it in, and I say, okay, how do I write a letter to let them know I'm going to quit? Two-week notice is what I searched. Found found examples, typed up my two-week notice. The thing said you seal it up and you give it to your boss and all of this. So I did that. And my boss was my old boss husband. And I called him over. And I said, I need to talk to you. And he said, what's wrong? And I showed him, I said, I need to talk to you. And I gave him the letter. So he sat on my desk and he opened the letter. When he opened the letter, he just looked at me and he walked off. Then he came back. He said, come in the office, let me talk to you. By the time he said that and we went in his office, his wife was there, which was my old boss. And we ended up going into the office and we sat down and we talked. She said, why are you quitting? And I said, I'm not happy here. She said, I'll bring you back to the fire department. I said, I don't want to work for the county anymore. I don't want to be in this environment. I'm not happy. So she said, well, Takresha, you know, if this is what you want, you got to do it. So then I recall talking to somebody who I talked to somebody who y'all I'm sorry but I am lost and I got to go back to the front gate to figure out how to get to the other side. Um I I talked to somebody and they told me what I needed. She said um to Kresha, don't get stuck at this job like we did. You got to learn how to let this place go. And when you let it go, you'll be okay. So I le- left the county and I didn't care. I walked off. It wasn't my concern anymore. Hold on one more time. I got to get directions. Mr. Luther, which way do I go? Uh, which way do I go to get? Oh, you need to. Okay. How far did you go down now? All the way to those trucks. Okay. When you got to those big trucks there, uh-huh. there's a building up there that says fuel, fueling, handling. You just make that turn, go right in front of it, make the other turn, the right turn, and go down close to about 50 yards or less there, and then you make a left turn. When you make that left turn, you're going to come to a stop sign. When you come to that stop sign, make a left. When you make a left, you're going to make another turn around there, and you should see the administration building where y'all are. Where, okay. Where so go back at. where those trucks at. Right. And go to the left, to the right. No, when you get to where the truck's at, you make a left. Okay. Then you just follow the road around, which will be all right. Then you go all the way down, you're going to see the train trussle. Okay. Just follow it down, and then you're going to make another left. When you make that left, you're going to come through a street. It's going to be a stop sign. When you get to that stop sign, that's the only stop sign you're going to see. Okay. When you get to that stop sign, make another left. Okay. Then you're going to make a turn, another right, and you're going to be coming up on the administration building. All right, got okay. it. Okay, right. thank you. Okay. I'm sorry, y'all. I am horrible with directions. But, um... So I had to realize it was time for me to walk away. 
And I went to this company and I was at the happiest I could be. I probably would still be there, but when the housing market crashed, we got laid off. And and that was expected because how can you keep a business afloat? And that's why I say you got to release things. You guys are holding on to businesses, to, to companies that you work for as your lifeline. We have hit a, a year 2020 should show you guys you have to have some type of other side income coming in. It, it's it's bad. Like we don't know what's going to happen. So you got to have some side income coming from somewhere. Whether it be another job, whether it be a side hustle, whether it be your own business. You got to have another income because we don't know where we're going in this pandemic. We have no idea what this pandemic is going to do to us. All we know is we're in a pandemic and we're praying that we can survive. That's all we know. That's all we know is that we're praying that we can survive. We're trying to make it. And the only way we can make it is if we just let go of what it is that's holding us back. Release those things that are holding you back and making things be, feel so uncomfortable in your life. Last night, I told my clients, I said, I had uh, my, my middle kid's father when we broke up. And when I finally said, I'm sick of him and his BS, he used to tell me I was fat. I wasn't going to, nobody wasn't going to never want me. You know, all this stuff that he used to tell me. And... I kind of was believing him because he was telling me this stuff and I didn't know what to believe. I was letting him program me the wrong way. He was programming me to have self-doubt in myself when I shouldn't have had self-doubt at all. My weight is my weight. Can I lose weight? Yes, I can. Do I want to lose weight? Yes, I do. But sometimes I get lazy. I'm human. I can't lie and say, oh, I'm going to get skinny today or I'm going to get skinny tomorrow or things going to change today and I'm going to be this and that. I don't work out. I, I'm lazy. I'm not, I hate working out. I don't have anybody to work out with me and it gets boring. I'm bored out of my mind. But I started doing low carbs and low carbs work for me. I don't have to worry about anything else. I just worry about me. And some of you are holding on. You'll have a man that'll tell you he don't want you, but you still holding on. And in your mind, you don't program yourself that you still with this man. When are you going to let that go? When are you going to say, nope, not going to do this with you no more, sir. I'm not going to do this with you no more. I'm going to release you and let you go. I'm going to release you and let you go. And I'm going to get my happiness back because I don't need you. A lot of times we don't even realize that we don't need the person. We just comfortable. We've gotten so comfortable with being disrespected that they never stop disrespecting us. 
that they continue to disrespect us because we allow it. A person is going to continue to abuse you because you allow it. If you allow this person to continue to poison you and poison your happiness and take your joy away, it's going to continue to happen. So when do you say enough is enough and I'm done? When do you say enough is enough and I'm done and you walk away and you let it go? Today is the day. Write that letter and release yourself from everything that you're dealing with. Write the letter and say, I'm no longer under your control. I'm no longer under your commands. I'm no longer fearful of the things that's going to happen if I finally let you go. Some of you are jealous of other people's happiness. I had this dealing with this, this last relationship with Ben. People was jealous on my side and his side, more so on his side. What they was jealous for, I don't know. Maybe it's the perception of what they saw because they don't know me, but I've always been one to travel. I've always been one to have nice things. If you know me, you would already know that. I told a purse that might cost two or three thousand dollars or more, but that's how I've always been from a kid on up. I've never had to watch other people to determine my happiness, but a lot of times people will see and say, oh, mm -mm, we ain't finna let this happen. Nah, she got a little too much and he he enjoying it too much or she enjoying it too much. So they work effortlessly to destroy your happiness. No matter how much it hurts, they just don't want to see the person grow and be a better person. And sometimes it's the person. They don't want to grow and see themselves be better. They're comfortable with what they have. So I'm going to end this. My non-direction behind having self has finally found where I need to be. Um, but I want to say, write the letter. Write the letter. I'm writing my letter today. I got one more letter to write. And I do this quite often. This exercise really works. I'm writing this letter today because there's something that I need to release. That I'm holding on to for no reason. So I encourage you to write your letter and then I want you to go outside and I want you to burn it. I'm going to be on Instagram live. I never go live on Instagram, but tonight I am going to go live on IG and I'm going to burn it. I'm going to burn that letter. I don't know. I'm going to say I'm going to go live around. It's dark here at like six before six so i'm gonna say i'm gonna go live around that time so i'm gonna um tell you right now go and follow me on instagram it's at takresha blunt t-a-c-r-e-a-c-i-a follow me on instagram tonight i will put a post up right before i go live and i want you guys to join me and i want you to burn your letter also write your letter Write it down, release what it is over you, release that hurt, that pain, put it all on the paper as if you were able to tell this person what you feel. 
Your blessings are going to start coming in, but you got to release it first. You got to release what's blocking it. And the blockage and the doubt and all of that is coming from the pain that you're carrying. Day after day, year after year, month after month. You're carrying this pain. Let it go. Let it go. Don't carry anybody else's burdens on you anymore. So I'm going to get off of here and I will talk to you all tonight. I will be on Instagram more so today than Facebook. So please join me over on Instagram at Takresha Blunt and follow me over there. I'm going to be posting a lot today over there on uh, releasing. That's all we're talking about this week, releasing. And then next week will be recovery, the healing and the recovery. And then moving forward into your success. So talk to you all later this evening over on Instagram today. Come over there and talk with me on the post. Interact with me. Let's get let's get it going. I want to help women overcome. And men, you can join us also. Because a lot of men, y'all walk around with pain too. That you guys don't, you know, you so much or you don't want to do things. So join me. Come over there. Let's talk about it. So talk to you all later. Have a wonderful, wonderful Monday. This is the last Monday of November. So y'all got a whole 40-some minutes out of me today. So have a wonderful day and talk to you all soon. Bye-bye.